Welcome everyone again to another edition of Ramban on the Parsha. This week we're privileged to read Parshat Kitavo. And uh, a general observation on the Parsha, maybe on, on many, many Parshiot, and that is that the Parsha break probably isn't where it should be. And Kitavo is a really good example. The Ramban, of course, recognizes that Sefer Tvarim is made up essentially of three major speeches speeches by Moshe Rabbeinu. The first one goes into the middle of, uh, of Parakeh. The next one, the one that we're in the middle of now, is what people refer to as the the Neum Chukimu Mishpatim, the Chukimu Mishpatim speech. And that goes until the middle of It goes into Pashat Kitavo. So it's strange. Pashat Kitavo starts with the mitzvah of Bikurim, then it has the mitzvah of Bir Maisros, and at some other time we could discuss why those are the concluding mitzvahs of Moshe's main speech in Varim, and then it ends. And then the Ramban has a, a number of small but really, really interesting comments. Says the Ramban, if we start at the end of the speech, Hayom hazeh Hashem alokecha mitzvah la'asot et ha'chukim ha'ela ve'et ha'mishpatim. Obviously it makes sense. He's summarizing, referring back to the speech, the theme being chukim mishpatim. V'shamarta va'asita otam b'chol levav v'cha u'v'chol nafshecha. And you have to do them. B'chol levav v'cha v'chol nafshecha. Says the Ramban, right there. It's uh, it's parak chavav pasuk tetzayin. Hayom hazeh Hashem alokecha mitzavachol la'asot. Hine, hishlim Moshe levaeret ha-Torah u'lechadesh kalam mitzvot asher tziva oto Hashem lechadesh lahem. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu is essentially in the middle or towards the beginning of Parashat Kitavo, finished with the Torah. He's reviewed the things he has to review, he's been mechadesh, the things he has to mechadesh, and now he's finished. Ulekach Amar Hayom Hazeh Hashem Alokecha Mitzavachal Laasot Et Hachukim Ha'elav Et Hamishpatim. What does it mean? Today, God has commanded you to do the Chukim Mishpatim. He says, Kikvahi Shlamti Lechakol, because I finished. It's true. There's a Tochacha and there's a kind of a brist that still has to be entered into, and then there's the the threats and the promises and the Nevuot of Nitzavim, and there's the Shira and Hazinu. And it's the bracha, v'zot bracha, but essentially, the Torah is completed now. And the Ramban is, is sort of affirming that. V'hizkir v'shamarta v'asita otam b'chol levav v'cha u'v'chol nafshecha v'halev v'hanefesh k'var peirashtim. Right, the Ramban says, what does the Torah mean, b'chol levav v'cha v'chol nafshecha? Well, you can look back in, par, in Shema, at the beginning of Devarim, I've explained the difference between the lev and the nefesh, the lev that desires things, the nefesh something else. But the point is, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to them, you know, everybody pay, pay close attention. We have just finished, essentially, the Torah. We could make a seum here if we wanted to. We don't want to. There's more to be done. But essentially, we finished it. And, you know, people should acknowledge that and recognize it. Okay. That's the first Ramban we're going to focus on. But now, if we continue reading, the Pasuk says as follows. Pasuk Yudzayin. Et Hashem he'emarta hayom lihiyot lecha leilohim v'lalechet bidirachav v'lishmar chukav u'mitzvotav u'mishpatav v'lishmar bikolo. 
So obviously there's a strange word there. Right? Amarta, what does it mean? From the word Amar, Aleph Memresh, God said, God designated. What did he designate? He designated us to be his chosen people. Liyot lokim Right, obviously, to keep, to observe the speech I just gave you, the chukimu mishpatim. And then the Torah continues, Vahashem ha hayom, lihiyot lo la'am sigula kasher di berlach, vilishmar kol mitzvotav. Right, so those two words, ha'emarta, cry out for an explanation, and the Ramban's going to help us. Says the Ramban, Since you've now accepted the Torah with all of its explanations, with all of its chidushim, with all of its insights, Completely, you've accepted everything. Hine gidaltem Hashem, you have literally raised up Hakadosh Baruch Hu, veromamtemoto, and praised Him. Sheyihiyahu levado lachem lelokim. He is your only God. Lo todu bekel acher klal. You're not going to acknowledge that there are any other gods, presumably because there are no other gods. It's a fascinating idea of the Ramban. After all the details, after all the mitzvos, after Kansipor and Maka and Maestros and Trumos and, and, and everything, and Bira Maestros and Bikurim and every kind of mitzvah you could think of, what really, really matters, says the Ramban, is that you've accepted God. And by accepting God, you've raised him up. And this raises a really a significant philosophic issue, which is, who are we to raise up God? Who are we to think that our actions in any way impact on HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And here, this is a theme that I think repeats in the Ramban. It's something Rav Salvechik spoke about, it's something Rav Lichtenstein spoke about, it's something, it's something Rav Bick speaks about now. And that's the simple point that yes, our behavior impacts on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, that sounds crazy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is omnipotent, omniscient. He's all the omnis, right? How could our behavior impact on HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And I want to try to explain this point because it's, it's a significant point. It's something I deeply believe in, but it's slightly dangerous, or it could be dangerous. We'll start like this. The Gemara says, HaKol Bidei Shamayim Chutz Miyiras Shamayim. Right, and then, the, then Rashi says the Gemara says, "Is it such a small thing?" But the point is, of course, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, The easiest thing ever would be for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to impose Yiras Shamayim to scare us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has an infinite number of ways to terrify me and to get me to have Yiras Shamayim. But for whatever reason, right, the divine consciousness decided that God is not going to impose his presence on us. That's the choice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He could have done it, but he didn't do it. Said a different way. We really worship, we worship the same God, obviously. But God appears to us in two different forms. 
God is transcendent. He's bigger than the world. He's more distant from us than anything possible. And God is imminent. He's right here. He's close to us. And God functions in those different ways. So, what does it mean that we raise God up? So the answer, I believe, is we make God more present. What does that mean? So I'll give you just a silly example. You know, you're wearing a yarmulke, you're on Fifth Avenue, there's, a, there's an elderly Chinese woman who's trying to cross the street, and there's a truck that's about to run her over. And you run out into traffic, and you risk your life, and you save her. And I, I say Chinese woman because everybody, everybody who's standing there watching you recognizes that she's not your grandmother. You know, you're Jewish and she's not. The answer is, at that moment, you've made a Kiddush Hashem. Now, what does a Kiddush Hashem mean? So the answer is, and with Amital Zatzal used to say this often, the answer is, a minute before you did that, God wasn't really present on Fifth Avenue. When you did that, all the people who saw it say to themselves, wow, look at this Jew and how great his God must be that he would risk his life to save somebody else's life, somebody who he doesn't even know. A Kiddush Hashem, said Rav Amital, is literally making God more present, making God bigger, to be migadel at Shem Hashem, as the Ramban said here. By choosing God, by committing to God, we're making him more present than he had been the day before. Rav Amital spoke many times about the Holocaust being a chil Hashem. And it's just, it's the polar opposite of what we just said. We did something wrong? Like, why was it a chil Hashem? The answer is no. It was a chil Hashem because who respected the God of the Jews during the Holocaust? He was made smaller by the events that happened. On the flip side, the founding of the state of Israel was a Kiddush Hashem. Again, because we did something and we should... No, because when God returned to the, to the world stage, when we established the state of Israel, God returned to the world stage, and therefore people started once again respecting the God of the Jews. We literally made God more present. We literally made God bigger. And in some way, I think this is a rough idea, but in some way, you know, that's pshat in the, in the famous Mizmor, right? Adon olam asher malach, God re- ruled b'terem kol yitzir nivra, before anybody was created, before anything existed. But, le'eit na'asa b'chevtso kol, when the world came into existence because of his desire, azai melech shemonikra, then he was called a melech. Why? Ein melech b'loam. You can't be a king if you don't have a people. That's just, it, it's a need of language, right? You can't be a father, you can't be a mother without a child. You can't be a king without a people. So God needed us in some way. And God continues to need us. And therefore, et Hashem ha'emarta hayom, yes, we made God more present we made God bigger because we accepted God upon ourselves, upon ourselves, and we didn't have to. And the moment that we chose to, it was a great thing for us, 
but it was a great thing for God also. So the answer to the question of who are we to to praise God, who are we to lift God up, the answer is we are the chosen people, and we can be mamlich even the melach malcheham lachem. Or said another way, if we don't do it, who will do it? And so the answer is, we have an impact on God, we make a difference, and therefore, as Hashem ha'amar hayom. Skipping a little bit and going to Pasuk Yudchet, v'Hashem ha'emir hayom, the flip side, so it's clear, what does it mean? Ki hayom hazelachem ki yom sinai. This moment, whatever the date was, somewhere in between Rosh Chodesh Shvat and Zayin Adar, because those 37 days is what it took, for all of Sefer Dvarim, on this day, Kiyom Hazelachem Kiyom Sinai, Vahashem Romeim Vigadel Etchem Bikibul HaTorah, Shetihiyu Lo Laam Sigula Mikol Hamim Velishmar Kol Misvotav. When we accepted the Torah, God accepted us. God chose us. God has lifted us up. He's made us the chosen people. Only to us can he give the Torah. And he gave us all the mitzvot, the entire speech, the chukimu mishpatim, that went from the middle of Perak Hay of Devarim till the middle of Perak Chavav of Devarim, pretty long speech. All of that is for us, not for anybody else. Kinyan Shekatuv Magid Rav Yaakov. He gave it to us, not to anyone else, and by doing that, he raised us up. Okay, that's the, the Hashem HaMarta Hashem HaMircha. The one we skipped in the middle is the Pasuk says in Yudzayin, one second, ah, V'lalecha <laughs> and things that aren't written in the Torah, he says again, what does it mean, V'lecha bidrachav, She'ta'asu atova hayashar, V'tigmolu chesed ishet re'ehu, V'lishmor chukavu mitzvotavu mishpatav. You have to do good, you have to do chesed, you have to observe the chukimu mishpatim. Right, it's an interesting order, because the doing good, you could say to yourself, where are we commanded to do that? So the Raman would say, no, of course you are. The Torah gave you specifics from which you can draw out the general. Of course you have to be a good person. Of course you have to do chesed. Yazkir bifrat hachukim mishpatim Obviously, the Torah identifies, you know, sets out chukim mishpatim. V'yichlol b'mitzvotav kol ha-mitzvot mitzvat Okay, it includes all of the Torah mitzvot. V'lishmoa b'kolo. I think here too the Ramban is hinting back to the theme we've seen before that the Torah is more than just assays and losases. 
And we have to see that and we have to understand that. Or, Nevi'im also gave us mitzvahs. But I think here the Ramban is returning to a theme that we've seen before and we'll see again in just a moment, which is, there is the chukimu mishpatim, and don't get me wrong, says the Ramban, that's the speech that Moshe just gave, but there's something much more. The chukimu mishpatim, they are specific instances in which the Torah tells you what to do. And we know that, and this is how you get divorced, and this is how you get married, and this is how you mafresh chumus and maestros, and this is how you make a foul. All true. But says the Ramban, from this, we see much more than that. Right? These are the specifics. But the specifics give way to a greater theme. The greater theme of the Asita Hayashavatov. The greater theme of Kidoshim Tihiyu. Right? The Torah is not limited to the specifics in the Torah. The Torah is much bigger and much greater than that. And that theme is picked up again in, in the last Ramban that we'll do together, but I want to really focus on this because I, you know, I think it's fantastic. So says the Ramban now, after the Torah turns to certain brachot uklalot, there's the, there's the whole arur, 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 lo, then you come to the last passage. Arur lo yakim et divrei ha-Torah hazot la-sot otam, va-amar kol ha-am, amen. Now, everybody recognizes that the phrase asher lo yakim et divrei ha-Torah hazot is a little odd. Right, there are, there are better words, there are different words. Says the Ramban. First, he's going to quote Rashi. We're in Perak Chavchet, Pasuk Chavav. Kan Kalal et Kal HaTorah Kula, Vikiblua Alehem, Be'alau Bishvua Lashon Rashi. Okay, here there's an acceptance of the entire Torah, there's an acknowledgement of the assays and the los assays and everything that's in it, and we accepted it. And I don't think the Ramban would disagree with it, but he has more to say. Says the Ramban, Ulufi da'ati ki hakabalah hazot sheyodeh b'mitzvot b'libo v'yihiyu be'enav emet It's not just some vague or some broad acceptance of the Torah. Says the Ramban, to accept the Torah now means that the Jewish people acknowledge the truth of the Torah. V'shi ya'amin, v'ya'amin, and they believe, listen to this, otan sachar v'tova. Says the Raman, it's not just an acceptance of the Torah. It's an acceptance of the, it's a real acceptance of the Torah, meaning I understand that Karsh Baruch is doing this, I also understand that there's scharva onesh. If I keep it, I'll be rewarded. If I don't, I won't. Ve'ha'over alehen ye'onesh. I'll get punished. Ve'im yichpor ba'achat mehem. And if I reject one of them, if I say, I don't believe in this mitzvah, o'tihiyeb be'enav b'teila la'olam, or I say, I'm not going to keep it, even if it's for the eight Sahara purposes, Hinehu Arur, that person gets the Klala. What's going on? Well, let's read a tiny bit more. Aval. Im Avar Alachat Mehen. Kigon Shachal Hachazir. Vehasheket Lita Avato. 
right, at an overwhelming desire to eat pork. I believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu prohibited pork on me and on all of Kal Yisrael. I, I just, I couldn't resist. It's, it was unbelievably tasty. Same thing for Shkatsim. O shelo asa vilulav la'atzala, or, I know it's sukkas. I, I'm lazy. I, I forgot to buy Dalad Minim. I didn't really forget. I knew there was such a requirement, but I'm lazy. I didn't put up a sukkah this year. It's tiring. It's heavy. I have to carry all the board. I, you know, I just didn't do it. Says the Ramban, Einenu becherem hazeh. He's not part of the Arur. And we'll explain in a second. Ki lo amar hakatuv asheh ya'ase et divrei atarazot. All right, the apostle doesn't say, Arur asher lo ya'aset divrat harazot, rather ela amar asher lo yakim et divrat harazot la'asot. Kitam ki muvi ki belu ha'yehudim. Says the Ramban, and I, I think it's related to the prior idea. This isn't an acceptance of every individual mitzvah, every aseh and every lotaseh. This is an acceptance of the Torah. We have to uphold the Torah. To uphold the Torah means, says the Ramban, I recognize that the Torah is true. I recognize that the system of law that I'm buying into has scharva onesh. And if I do something, I'll be rewarded. And if I don't do something, I'll be punished. Okay? That's the acceptance. Now, the specifics are, whatever the, whatever the rules are, I don't remember every one of the Tyrag Mitzvahs right now, but I'm upholding the Tyrag Mitzvahs because that's what God wants me to do. I've accepted the system, I've accepted all the rules, I've accepted how everything works. What's the result? The result is that if for whatever reason I reject a mitzvah specifically, now I'm going to be punished because you can't uphold 612 mitzvahs. You have to uphold 613 mitzvahs. They all come together. But if I'm if I violate a mitzvah, b'shogeg, if I violate a mitzvah because I have an, an, an enormous, overwhelming urge to do something that's usur, if I recognize that the mitzvah applies, if I recognize that the isser applies, what am I going to do? I'm a weak person. What am I going to do? I'm a lazy person. That's fine. I'm not saying it's fine. You're punished for it. But you haven't rejected the system. But if you say to yourself, I, I don't know, I'm a person, I don't, I don't go to Minyan, I don't believe in Zman Kriyashma, I don't believe in Zman Tefillah. That's a challenge to the system. You know, the Ramban says on Ula Avdel B'chol Avchem, a very similar idea. The Ramban says, Avdel B'chol Avchem. You have to believe in the whole system. You have to do mitzvot the shame shamayim. It's not just a series of individual mitzvot. There's an idea behind it, right? The, the Rambam thing, so Abdel B'chol Avchem, is Ezo Avodah Shabolev, But the Ramban uses Avodah Shabolev to talk about the type of Avodah, to talk about doing things bekavana, right? It's not the source for mitzvot strichos kavana. But says the Ramban, the idea behind it is mitzvot strichos kavana. So here too, he's come to this idea where when I do things, I have to do them with shem shamayim. That's how I, I, how I uphold the Torah. If I reject something, 
Well, it depends. If I reject something because I reject the mitzvah, then I'm in big trouble. That's the arur that we're talking about in our puzzle. But if I reject something, not because I reject it, just because I'm weak, because I'm lazy, then I haven't rejected the Torah, and I'm not begeder arur, even though I'll have a price to pay. Okay? That's an enormous chiddush of the Ramban in the puzzle. And then he goes on to say, Right? If you reject it, you're a moraid, you're rebelling against God, you're a kofar, you're rejecting the Torah. Okay, now we go on to a second part, which is fascinating. Less shot in the Pasuk and more halacha. Says the Ramban, Ubi Ushalmi Bisotoraiti Ashelo Yakim. Wait, Vikhiyesh Torah no fella. What does it mean that we have to hold up the Torah? Rabbi Shimon Ben Yakim Omer Zehachazan. Literally, it's the person that holds the Torah in Shul. Obviously, it's not Pshat and Pasuk, but it's a Drusha. Rabbi Shimon Chalafta Omer Zebezdin Shelmatan. Okay, it's a Bezdin. Now we get back to an idea that's related to what we said before. If you're a from person, and you live among sinners, and you never give them tochacha, and you never do anything to try to get them to keep the Torah, to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be good people, right? You're in the worst possible way. You're Noach. You build a teva for yourself. Once again, says the Ramban, you're part of the curse. Because Hashem lo yakim means more than just doing, doing mitzvahs. Okay, specifically it's talking about people who have the power to influence others. You're the biggest tzaddik in the world. It doesn't matter what a big tzaddik you are, if you could have helped other people keep the Torah and you didn't, you're part of Arur. And he says, That's pretty similar to what we said on top. Okay, last point. It's kind of like halacha l'maysa. It's talking about a chazan, or in our case, I think it would be the magbiah, the person who picks up the Torah, and he doesn't show it to everyone in shul. Kemoshim fosh v'seret sofrim. Right? He raises the Torah, talking about Hagwa. And he shows it to everybody on his right and his left. Meaning, the Magbiya, says the Raman, has to do a 360. Right? However, he does it, everybody in Shul has to have the ability to see the print in the Torah. Right, so mitzvah for both men and women, lirot hakatuv to see what's written in the Torah, and to bend. A lot of people have that minog. Again, it comes from this Yerushalmi. You're supposed to bend when you see the Torah. So we've gone from you know the depths of pshat. In the Psukim, the Ramban saying, 
and explaining that it's talking about the corpus of Torah. It's talking about accepting God and accepting His mitzvahs and accepting schar va'onesh and accepting all the things that make us the am segula. That's pshat in the pasuk. But interesting, in addition to the pshat in the pasuk, there's also asher lo yakim, this idea of the chazan or the magbiah picking up the Torah and showing it to everybody. And apparently, you know, God forbid, if the magbiah doesn't do a full 360 and doesn't show it to everyone in the shul, he's somehow begeda this aror. If not literally, at least figuratively. So the, the overriding theme today is not just that the big speech is over. The overriding theme today is that the big speech is more than just what's in the big speech. And that just as importantly, God makes us special, but we, in some human way, we make God special. And that not only is it not disrespectful to say that, it's the pshat. The idea is that we have it within our power for whatever reason, because God gave us that power and because God, you know, limited himself in certain ways, but that we can make God special by being from Jews and by keeping the Torah. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.